This episode was recorded before the recent tragic events in America. Our thoughts are with those affected on a daily basis by racism. There are links to practical Black Lives Matter resources in the show notes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm the type of person that likes like bungee jumping, skydiving, like crazy roller coasters, yeah. <laughs> riding big waves. Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to Hacking Happiness with Dose, the podcast that explores what makes us feel good to improve our mental, physical, spiritual and emotional well-being. Whether it's a dopamine hit on reaching a career goal, a rush of oxytocin from spending time with loved ones, a surge of serotonin from practicing self-care or a fitness class to send endorphins soaring, everyone's definition of what makes us feel good is very different. My next guest is Bethany Hamilton, a professional surfer based in Hawaii who gained worldwide attention when she not only survived a shark attack, which left her with one arm, but returned to a professional surfing career just four weeks later. Her documentary Unstoppable, available on Netflix, is a lesson to us all that even the biggest challenges and scariest fears can be overcome, no matter what we're facing. Prepare to feel inspired. Wonderful. Okay. Well, Bethany, it's such a pleasure to have you on the Dose podcast. Thank you for joining all the way from Hawaii. Yes. Glad to be here. Um, so what's the situation been like over there with, with COVID-19? Has it been quite quite tough on you guys? Quite restrictive? Um, I mean, yeah, it was really restrictive for a while, but we still had access to the ocean. Um, so that was really nice just to be able to continue surfing. Yeah, um, but unfortunately, like the beaches were closed and um, there was like curfews and stuff like that. But yeah, um, yeah we're kind of coming out of it now. So I think everyone's thankful because the beach is such a healthy place to be and yeah. outside. And I think it's only natural <laughs> to like, fight off sickness and stuff, too. So it's yeah. just interesting how um, how they do decide things yeah yeah the beaches have been closed over here so I think it's opening now so everyone's back in the sea which is great yeah um so let's talk about your amazing documentary Unstoppable which I think went live on Netflix pretty much at the start of lockdown which is a time when we really needed to to see something like this because it's 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 an incredibly inspiring story and your experience can teach us so much about resilience in the face of adversity and what's the feedback been like for you like on Instagram and stuff have you had a lot of people getting in touch yeah no it's been amazing and yeah the timing was really special um just to have something so positive released at that time and to be able to share my story um and i've gotten a ton of incredible feedback and people just getting really inspired so it's been nice like it's hard to like promote it so to say like i promote it as much as i can but it's been hard to kind of get the word out and then also my original film um the non-documentary soul surfer also released on netflix here in the u.s oh wow so um and that's been doing really good too so yeah i must say i i watched i watched that one as well because it's not on netflix here in the uk but it's on like amazon so i watched that too it's good to see like different sides of it but um got it yeah i mean so we always kick off this podcast by talking about like career motivation and drive and that's something you've had like in bucket loads since you were a very small child so you're depicted as like, like exceedingly motivated from a young age like doing you know double laps of the beach when your friends were just doing one in training and like being the first to paddle out in competitions and 
not only did you survive your shark attack, but you actually got back on your board four weeks later and then you went on to surf Jaws. Like how much of that motivation and drive do you attribute to say, you know, your parents pushing you or was it just innate from a young age? Were you always that driven? I was definitely one of those kids with the innate drive and thankfully, you know, I did have my parents' support, but it mostly came from me, I would say. Yeah. Um, They're probably trying to keep up with me, so to say. Um, And I think really that stemmed from just a really deep love and passion for riding waves and being in the ocean and, um, you know, I think there's things in life, like I have a ton of hobbies that I would love to spend time doing every day, Yeah. but you only have so much time. So you have to narrow it down to what's the most important to you. And so I would say surfing is that for me. And, um, yeah, I've always kind of like, even now being in motherhood, I'm like, okay, I always got to just keep my body healthy so I can continue to surf with my kids as they grow up and one day with my grandkids, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It changes your perspective, doesn't it? Having kids. It's like, you just want to be strong for them as well. Um, So, but after the attack, you were back on your board, like very, very quickly. Um, What was the drive for you getting back in the ocean? Because in the documentary, it shows you being visited by one of your childhood friends who'd had his leg amputated and you seemed to get really excited by like the challenge of surfing with one arm like it was just a new cool thing that you could step up to like you you, you obviously in interviews I think you've said you donated it to like a child like faith but um yeah just really keen to, to hear why 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 did you get back on your board so fast yeah so I always kind of attribute like to my more like resilient um guiding kind of focuses in life and that would be probably my faith in God and the ocean and when I refer to the ocean I just the ocean is so to be honest like frustrating at times like surfing is not an easy sport it just wants to like send you back to the beach and like Mm. push you down in the water and like it's always just like kind of humbling you so to say so I think ever since I was young having that kind of resistance and that challenge posed towards me, but also fighting for like that thrill and rush and like keep, it kept me coming back. And so um, as life went on, um, I just really, I think it taught me a lot about like pushing through physical and mental pain and, um, and that like kind of that, challenge it poses towards you too and like having to overcome that and so when I lost my arm yeah being able to talk with the guy um my friend Mike Coots who lost his leg he learned how to surf with one leg and then he um continued surfing even or he learned how to surf with one leg and he's like you could totally surf Mm. yeah I remember him saying like you're gonna have so much fun like trying to paddle out there and stuff like and your face just like lit up just at the idea of that and, and even when, you know, your, your dad seemed quite concerned about your well-being, you were like, I'll be okay. Like you had such like grit from a young age, even after what you'd been through. It was amazing. Do you, again, you denote that to your strong faith, would you say? Just yeah. Keeping... And then like just growing up and like having my own childlike faith, like mm-hmm. of course my parents introduced me to God, but I look at that time when I lost my arm and just how resilient I was. I was like, I can only attribute that like sense of peace and calm to God because 
I was so calm about things and I was like, it's okay. Like God's got me. Like Mm -hmm. I had this mindset of like, even though like I knew that the world would pose challenge on me, so to say. And even though I didn't know what that would look like when it did come, it was like, okay, it's okay. Like Mm. I'm still alive and I was grateful just to be alive. And that kind of propelled me forward in just knowing like, okay, God, like, I don't know what my future looks, but I'm just going to trust in you. Yeah. And it's amazing because you went on to then win stuff, which is incredible. Not long after, is it a year after you, you won the nationals or something? It's amazing. Yeah. I think just about like a year and a half later. Yeah. That's well, incredible. Um, so your ambition this year, I believe, was to get back on the championship tour. Is that right? So obviously there's been like the COVID situation. So how, how do you yeah. manage, how do you manage like setbacks like that and like your expectations when things don't go to plan? Yeah, no, it's definitely been a year of setbacks. Um, I would say my first setback started last November as I was preparing for the year to come to compete and try to qualify for the world tour. Um, I ended up breaking my elbow. Oh, gosh. And so my one and only arm was just not in service to me. (laughs) Therefore, I wasn't able to surf. But I just continued to train my body and do things to prepare for the year. And it was amazing because after three and a half months of not surfing, as soon as I got back on my board, it was like I hadn't missed a day. Um, It really was like the you know, my second surf out, I remember feeling like I literally hadn't missed a day. Um, So that was cool that like, you know, even when we have setbacks, there's always things we can do to keep reaching towards our goals. And, you know, sometimes it's financial setbacks, sometimes it's emotional setbacks or physical setbacks. And I think there's always something that we can do to keep moving ahead we just Mm. have to kind of like look for those opportunities or create them ourselves. yeah Um, and then I started the year out and then um, after the sec like third main event um, the COVID thing happened so everything is likely being canceled this year Mm. so yeah I think it's given me a lot of time to think and it's definitely been a bit emotional just like putting all my eggs in and like working so hard and then having it all just like okay nope this is not what's happening yeah at the same time like I've just been enjoying um just downtime with my family at home and kind of working on you know I'm still surfing so still pushing that and trying to better my skills but also working on different goals that I'm also really passionate about so um it's been a good time regardless (laughs) yeah so thinking about your fitness regime as well so it's obviously incredibly important to your surfing can you like walk us through a typical session like when you're training for something like the world tour Yeah, so my approach is definitely probably different than the average human. Um, Having one arm, I do a lot of work on just keeping my body in alignment and um, like posturally. So yeah, since I was about 18, I started like there's a few systems I use like Egoscu, which is kind of like a corrective stretching format, like movement format that helps bring body your body in alignment and then on top of that I also do something called Pedabon um, which is like a weighted system that helps you bring your body like your muscles form your spine back into proper alignment Mm -hmm. so I start with that and then from there um, I 
do a lot of like kind of functional movements that keep my body like loose and um, moving with kinetic flow. Mm. And then um, also strength training, which I do a lot of strength training more. So I do like lighter weights, but also I do like the stretchy rubber bands just because they're easy to get in and out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they pose a lot of resistance and, and kind of weight on your body. Yeah. And then just kind of endless things like just it's a hodgepodge of different things yeah. that I do. And like skateboarding and surfing and just all these different things that kind of contribute to bettering my um, sport, but also like not training my body in a way that like makes it look like a gym kind of like robot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do you have one of those skateboards that like mimic the surfing kind of technique that kind of curve? Are they called surf skates? I have one called a carver. It's more like it has a normal deck but the wheels kind of change so I'll, I'll like go on the road so I did that well I actually broke my elbow skateboarding so I didn't <laughs> but it's I still sweet. skateboarded a little bit with like during that time just c- more mellow stuff like just getting low on my board and like mimicking surfing just like real relaxed style yeah um, so yeah I, I love like just kind of training my body in different ways, um, yeah. whether I'm sweating or not. Yeah. And what about like the cardio element? Do you do a lot of running still? You seem to like love that on the beach when you were younger, like you were very driven. I, I don't do a lot of running. Um, after having kids, I just didn't mm. feel like running was the best thing for me. Um, so I had like a lot of pelvic kind of issues. And so I do more like, I'll do like biking, yeah um I'll do sand running I really love sand running like on soft sand um but not a whole lot of it I also don't think it's the best training for surfing um but I like sprinting I think sprinting's good for surfing and um amazing cardio yeah and do you listen to music when you train or do you do you need to like oh yeah yeah get in the zone music (laughs) who's on your who's on your playlist at the moment have you got any favorites um I like kind of like more hip-hoppy or like rap it's like uh what are some of the guys like flame um lecrae uh <laughs> drukes i don't even know how to say d-r-u-x yeah. yeah it's all kind of <laughs> random but they have just like good beats and uh, yeah gets you in the zone yeah so talking about like your biggest you know endorphin rushes that you've had to date like would you say surfing jaws is like it the like the the pinnacle of that or have there been lots of experiences yeah I would say jaws was definitely up there top ranking in just like thrill and rush and just extremity like yeah it was incredible Um, especially paddling around out there it's just like such a huge scary wave but also so thrilling and challenging like to the max so yeah yeah that was up there I think that that's one of the best things in the documentary the fact that like you're not content with just being towed out there you want to go and paddle into it you're like you nailed it the first time you're like no I want to make this harder you you I think you said I, I didn't get beat up enough I need to go back and get a beating and She's I did get beat up <laughs> but you did it you got the wave it's brilliant um so yeah so you d- it seems like your natural state is to have like this adrenaline like you chase after it it's something that you you need and if you don't have it you need to go and find it somewhere 
Um, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I think just being so young and getting hooked on surfing so young, I kind of like naturally like enjoyed that adrenaline. Like I always think of like, even my kids now I'm, I'm teaching my five-year-old and my two-year-old how to surf and take them out there. And (laughs) they already are enjoying that kind of rush. So yeah. yeah, I'm the type of person that likes like bungee jumping, skydiving, like crazy roller coasters, yeah. <laughs> riding big waves. Yeah, so it's in your blood. And which brings us on nicely to how you and your husband kind of bonded. Because wasn't it you were cliff diving at a wedding? Is it something that brought you together, your love of thrill seeking? Yeah, well, we got set up by friends. And then our first like kind of hangout was at the beach. And we just went and jumped like a local like cliff jump into the ocean. And yeah, we hit it off and just kind of developed a friendship. And I think I seek after that adrenaline a bit more than he does. But yeah, we definitely are very compatible. And I love sharing life with him. And He's supported me so much in my surf journey over the last six years. So that's been really cool just to like have his support along the way. And I think we both recognize that like I won't be a professional surfer forever. So while I still can be kind of going after it. And um, I think he just knows it makes me so happy. Yeah, you know, it's so clear from the documentary that that's the case. And he, yeah, he is that like pillar of support for you, especially when, you know, he's holding Tobias and you're out there surfing. It's just, it's such a lovely dynamic between you guys. And so during pregnancy, you said your surfing actually improved. So how important is staying fit during pregnancy and the importance of postpartum recovery as well? Yeah, so it was really interesting and surprising. I wasn't um, planning on getting better at surfing while I was pregnant, but I did. And that's something I shared in my documentary, Unstoppable. Um, And just how, like, it kind of, like, smoothed out my surfing. Like, I'm very, like, you know, a go-after-it sort of surfer. So it kind of almost slowed me down and kind of fine-tuned things because I had all that extra weight and my center of gravity was a bit off. So I had to, like, kind of like mellow it out and so yeah that was cool to like be able to continue get better getting better at it and I definitely stayed active while I was pregnant um just because it kept me happy and mm. healthy and then definitely after now having two kids learning I've learned a ton about postpartum recovery and I guess my biggest lesson was to be gentle um mm. I just think that there's such a strong cultural push to like hurry up and get back in shape. Like, yeah. come on, ladies, like yeah, when get your fast. act together. But exactly. really, like, I think it can be a slow, gradual process, but not to like totally let it go to the wayside, but, you know, to be kind of intentional with caring for your body and, you know, taking the time to rebuild yourself. But also like, your body has a lot more relaxing from what I've learned. And um, so it can be dangerous to, you know, pound your body hard. So especially after my second child, I did a lot more gentle um, cross training. And, you know, if I did do something less gentle, it's very like maybe once a week or Mm. once every two weeks and I waited probably a year before I started doing that. So I would still do like squats and I did like, endless amount of core work um 
And so I'd say I definitely got my core probably stronger than it ever was um, since my second son. And so that felt good just to like get that strength back. And it was so challenging and so much work, but like worth it just because I want to continue surfing and um, enjoy my sport no matter, yeah. you know, forever. Yeah, because you're, you're shown, is it four months into being pregnant with Tobias, you did that a competition and like, did, would you go back in time and change any of that? Like, did you feel like you were prepared to surf because all the relaxing must have been kicking in and your body was changing a lot? I was definitely surfing really well, but I think like mentally it was hard yeah. more so. And I definitely probably didn't train how I would have now. Um, so that was like a good lesson, but I mean, yeah. sometimes you kind of have to make mistakes to like exactly. learn. So yeah. I don't like, you know, I, I forgive myself for like anything that may have been like not the best um, yeah. decisions, but I also kind of like, I cherished that opportunity in that time and I loved it and I wouldn't change it, so to say, but, um, and I actually was surfing really good. So yeah. it was just a matter of like the mental wasn't fully connected, I would say. And my sleep was just thrashed. Mm. So I was like going into a competition with very little, like good sleep. So I give myself the grace that like, it's hard to turn it on when you're yeah. like coming off a of, like little to no sleep. Um, so yeah, lessons learned and sleep is still kind of a struggle now. Um, but I'm always like working at it and trying to figure it out because I know it's so important for health and yeah. just putting the time to like figure it out. Yeah. And how have your, your two boys it brought new meaning to your life? Has it just opened up so much more love that you never knew possible? Or Yeah, no, I think like parenting definitely gives you that um, like you wake up with purpose every single day, you know, they're directly dependent on you and on every level from just like needing to be fed, needing to be cleaned, entertained, like taught, um, you know, grown in like all the different areas, learning how to live life. And so I think it's definitely taught me so much in that like it just makes you a better person because you have to like reevaluate how you approach life because it directly affects them so like for me um the way I communicated it wasn't necessarily like terrible but I started to recognize like oh if I'm not saying please or thank you like they're not gonna learn that yeah um so like kind of like rebuilding that up in me like it's not that I'm not grateful or I don't say please but they need the consistency so much. So it just taught me a lot about just being consistent. Yeah. And, um, you feel like you always have to be in your A game, don't you, slightly? Because you're like this model yes. to them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting. Like, my second son has way better manners than my first son. Oh, really? <laughs> because I, like, recognize, like, starting it really early. And then you don't have to, like, backpedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been cool. Just, I mean, they're both amazing boys. Um and they're so much fun. And I, I definitely think adventuring is only going to get more and more fun. Like, I feel like people are always like, oh, you lose your adventure in life once you have kids. I'm like, nah. not me. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get them on the world tour, I'm sure, at some point. 
Um, so what I found most inspiring, I think, was you nursing Tobias when you were doing competitions. It's amazing. I think, and a couple of your um, your peers commented on that as well. I think Carissa Moore was interviewed, just like, wow, she's just amazing. Like you're you're this kind of example that women can kind of do it all. You can follow your dreams, be you know, be a top surfer, but then also nourish your baby on the sidelines, and like you made it look so easy. But I know how challenging that is as a mum myself. You know, having to balance career and and nursing, it's hard. Yeah, I think definitely if you can work from home is um, it provides kind of the opportunity to kind of do it all, so to say. But like for me, you know, I'm able to bring the kids to the beach. I have my home home gym. And so I'm around them all throughout the day. But I probably wouldn't choose to do a career that I was away from them for eight or more hours a day. Because I think in actuality, that can really backfire in your relationship and your role as a mother. So that's just my opinion, though. Um, It's not necessarily true, so to say. And we all have to do what we have to do to get by. Um, But I definitely cherish being able to be around them all throughout the day and bring them into my world and be a part of their world. And Um, really share life closely and I definitely love nursing I nursed both my boys till they're about two and especially being traveling around the world um, both of them have been international a bunch so um, I just like appreciate like building up their immune system and just eating healthy and Mm -hmm. um, yeah they've been all over the world and they've hardly gotten sick so that's been really cool just to see the benefit of providing nourishing food for my boys and um you know also for myself and just staying healthy as we live life (laughs) yeah no it's so satisfying it's it's incredibly addictive I found breastfeeding it's funny like when I saw my when I saw my sister going through it I was like oh like she was doing it for quite a long time I was like he's got teeth now like surely you want to stop but when I went through it myself I was like oh my god it's like it's the oxytocin it's so powerful it's a very strong thing And I think there's not enough research on like the benefits of like milk, like our mom given milk for our children. So um, I always just think like nutritionally, it's almost like giving them their vitamins, Um, but it's like real mom vitamin that is super absorbable and fully, um, you know, designed for them, especially if mom eats really healthy. So I cherish like just being able to provide that like vitamin for them for so so to say and so yeah both my boys seem to be really healthy and um I cherish their health oh so nice so thinking about um like bonding in terms of friendship as well so like how important is your community around you for your happiness so obviously your peers your competitive peers and also your your community that you've built through being the icon that you are yeah it's really special I mean uh Starting first with like my family, Um, my family is very close to me. Uh, Both my husband and I have big families and so their support is so special. And, you know, my two older brothers and parents are all within a 10 minute drive and then they also have kids. So it's really uh, exciting just raising kids all together. And last night we took a boat out in the ocean and took all our kids surfing all together. It was so fun. Um, And then, yeah, I just, I still have some of my high school friends since or no, like childhood friends. So I'm really grateful for them. And, 
And then, yeah, just being able to share life. You know, I can't say I'm the biggest fan of social media, but I look at it as a tool to just share some light out there. I think there's a lot of young people that are, you know, they don't necessarily have the healthiest community supporting them. So Mm. I'm thankful to be able to share a bit of my life in that way and um, just hopefully be an encouragement to others and I even have an online course, which has got me waking up so excited every day because I'm seeing people's lives genuinely changed. And it's like a year long course. So it's called the Unstoppable Year. And I just spend the year with them kind of going over different like subjects and tools that I've learned along the way that have helped me to live out my most powerful life, so to say. And um, it's just been really fun to like, especially during all this COVID stuff, like I think a lot of people are really struggling to like mentally like get through it. So um, just being able to be like, hey, like we're going to get through this and like give them actual tools. Um, So I'm loving just diving into that and like going deeper, so to say. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's amazing. And what about your peers too? Because Alana is featured quite heavily in the documentary, like one of your best friends. Are you still very close? Yeah, no, all my surf girlfriends are all like, we surf together all the time. And a few of us like Alana, we're all moms now. So we can like either vent or celebrate with each other. Um, So that's really fun. And just kind of be an encouragement. Yeah, nice. So moving on to self care. So when you're not surfing, do you have any like self care practices to help you wind down and de stress? Yeah, I I love just going for walks with my family. Um, it's not necessarily by myself, but I really like love just being, it like provides a space to talk, like, especially with my husband. Um, Cause sometimes it can be like the phones distracting or things at home are distracting or like, oh, I gotta go clean this or throw a load of laundry in. But I love going for walks just cause it pulls all the distractions out of the way. and. provides that like kind of intentional space to just chat and be together and yeah I do like a lot of like massage work and like kind of cupping I do like my own cupping so I got these like cups I just like do my whole body because my whole body is just needs it yeah (laughs) and just eating healthy and um stretching and Mm. Um, I love reading to spend a lot of time reading once the kids are down for bedtime and yeah. yeah we really don't watch tv too much like maybe a couple times a week um yeah. I've watched maybe like two movies since lockdown so wow <laughs> I think I've watched your documentary alone like three times so I'm the other end of the spectrum <laughs> yeah so to give you kind of a picture of our life like we really just stay busy with life and not yeah being entertained so to say so people are always like what's your favorite movie I'm like I don't know (laughs) but I guess it helps having like the ocean so near you and your family all around as well so you can constantly do stuff and then yeah there's always something to be done and we've like started a garden we have a like three acre property so we're kind of developing that Um, my husband's currently building a chicken coop because we want to have our own like eggs and um yeah, just fun little home projects. <laughs> yeah, nice. And what about like yoga and meditation? Do you practice much of that? I do like kind of like prayerful meditation at bedtime. And often that kind of includes like 
forgiveness. So if someone's wronged me or if I've wronged someone, like just kind of letting that go. And um, I found it really impactful in my life and not not letting like confrontation like eat at me or my soul or get lost inside of me. So Mm. um, yeah, I'd say that's kind of like my approach and like I feel like the ocean is so healing too like even though oftentimes I'm like working at it a lot of times you're just sitting there um either like enjoying the beauty or sometimes it's social but if it's not busy then it's a very like calming you know Mm -hmm. a lot of times you're just sitting there waiting for a wave so it's time to just like reflect and yeah be still Do you find that you're kind of closest to a higher power when you're in the ocean? Like when you're being beaten about by waves, like this force that's so much bigger than us? Uh, I don't really go that realm. I mean, I definitely celebrate nature as like God's creation and beauty. Um, But it's not necessarily like I'm closer to God. I think God is always there no matter where you're at. And just being able to kind of just pray if things feel like they're out of control or yeah even if they're not just being in a kind of grateful state of being yeah and so have you ever suffered from like anxiety or the blues and if so like what do you use to kind of cope with that like you've mentioned prayer already but like is there anything else that really helps when you're when you're going through a really rough time yeah I mean I would say like maybe a little bit of anxiety and overwhelm and that's kind of like almost my own fault like just putting too much on my plate so I've learned to like let go of things or say no a lot more Mm -hmm. nowadays and kind of protect my space and time um, and just focus on being more present so putting the tv away the phone away turning the internet off and like Mm -hmm. having that time to decompress because at this point in life like I think a lot of people could probably relate to like there's always someone texting calling emailing you gotta order this online you're like gotta keep up with the news gotta keep up with the social channels and Mm -hmm. I think it like eats away at us so finding kind of I found just like setting boundaries to prevent getting to that state of like being completely overwhelmed and um and then yeah just having more downtime away from those things and time to just be and you know cook a healthy meal like enjoy my kids go on walks like like go to bed without like a screen blaring in my eyes like some of these things that I've just found have really helped and like I have a lot less overwhelm. And then when things do, like life happens, challenges come our way and, you know, we got to deal with them. So like for me, just like praying about things and like, again, coming back to the forgiveness um, part of life, like forgiveness can extend in so many different ways. Like I forgive myself for feeling overwhelmed about that situation. I'm going to like move forward with um, focus and calm towards the towards it and you know I would say like a month ago I was like getting a little like politically kind of like ah this is like wild and weird but like kind of knowing that like it's good to be aware but not letting it like eat at you and make you an angry person yeah Um, and so like kind of letting it go but still being not like 
complacent with wrongs, so to say, yeah. but like finding that balance of like, you know, yeah. I feel like life is just like continually a balance. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to have a word with yourself sometimes. And um, so you touched on your diet and nutrition, which is very important to you. So like, can you walk us through like a typical day of what, what you eat at home with your family? Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm still so young. So kind of finding like that sweet spot has been a continual journey. Mm. Um, so lately I've actually been eating more red meat. So, um, I, you know, here on Kauai, you can get humanly raised like beef, um, and even like organ, organ bits. And, um, I kind of like, take the approach of like his ancestral eating. So I've consumed a lot of like bone broth um, and like uh, fermented foods, um, healthy raised eggs, vegetables, organic, grown in good soil, um, fresh fruit, um, things that kind of fuel me. For a while, I was kind of like, almost, I dabbled with like keto and paleo and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think it kind of whacked my sleep up even more. So now I just like eat more freely and that like, I think my body needs like the sugars to sleep well. And um, yeah, it's been an interesting learning process. I recently am, I'm actually reading a book right now called deep nutrition and it's just talks about like the science behind things and it even includes like dairy so getting like raw dairy um like there's just so many kind of influences and then on top of that like avoiding a lot of food so I try to focus on what I can eat but also I've I've learned to be aware of like you know corn syrup like vegetable oils like I think vegetable oils are probably one of the greatest evils in food right now So I think if people can be aware of that, like it's in crackers, chips, like pre-made foods, it's in everything and it's not meant to be eaten. Um, So just kind of avoiding the evils, so to say, and just eating more whole, like real food, like squashes, sweet potatoes, um, vegetables. We actually get a lot of like fresh fish too, um, which that's good, but also you got to be aware of like mercury and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just like kind of a balance as well. And um, I'm hoping by the time I'm 50, I'll be able to like give the solid answer of like, this is what I believe. And I hope y'all can benefit from it. (laughs) Did you ever try going plant-based at all? or, Or have you been intrigued by veganism? I'm actually not um, intrigued by veganism. I think it misses out on a lot of things. And I think there's a lot of half science on it. Um, So that hasn't been, but I naturally include like a lot of plant-based foods. And um, I also feel like we're not meant to eat like a whole lot of nuts and seeds. um, Like, and like I found when I was eating less meat, like I was end up eating more of that. And I don't... Mm. Like, I think of, like, nuts. It should probably be not much more than a handful. Like, you crack nut. Like, if you're actually cracking your nuts and seeds, how much of that are you going to actually eat? Mm. So kind of thinking of it from more of, like, modern-day living has changed how we approach food and, like, how accessible it is. And so 
don't get me wrong I love going to like a vegan raw restaurant and like getting like these beautifully crafted meals um and then on top of that we have like a garden too so we're starting to grow a lot of our own food and like just source more local food so yeah 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 it's um I've seen a lot of like documentaries on plant-based uh the plant-based movement and honestly it's probably way better than like what a lot of people would otherwise eat because a lot of the food people eat is just like you know, like the Costco kind of train, like pre-made, like weird, like foods yeah, <laughs> with like vegetable oils and like weird spices. And it's just like not good for you. So yeah. whatever everyone's eating, I think just as long as it's more from the earth is really yeah. important or like if it is animal, like finding like, like I almost like my friend refers to it as qualitarian. So just eating really quality foods that are either grown or raised properly. So even like buying organic food, like isn't necessarily a win. Like Mm. some of these organic farms are not even like there with healthy food. And then on top of that, like I avoid things like soy, like there's this big movement for like beyond burger. And I think that's really like not good. Mm. Um, so I don't eat stuff like that. Is that to the whole the hormones as well? Because soy can affect your estrogen, I believe. Yeah. Yes. And there's a lot of like estrogen rich foods that like plant based people end up eating, even not like and so it can kind of like whack up. I just look I try to like talk to other people, like all the people I respect and admire, none of them are plant based. Mm. And a lot of them are older and like have been through the ringer. Like I have a uh, one health practitioner I talked with. He was plant-based for like 20 years. And I think raw vegan for like five or 10 years of that. And Mm. he's no longer that. So I just try to like, I'm just basically like experimenting with my own health and finding where, how I can keep my energy and like, body healthy and like age well that's good if you ever allow yourself an indulgence like say a birthday or something like that like how do you indulge do you do you allow any nice treats or a glass of wine (laughs) I love like oh yeah I love like uh I like these wild fermented like kind of drinks or like kind of uh fermented kombucha is really good yeah that's kind of like my mommy treat and then I love chocolate and um my husband's a cookie monster so he's pretty much turned me into a cookie monster Mm -hmm. as well so we make like healthier versions of cookies like half the sugar and whatnot yeah nice so your kids still get like a sweet treat but it's got like cacao instead of like refined yeah 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 nice pleasure talking to you thank you so much for your time thank you aloha bye If you have any questions about today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com. 